Hello, and welcome back. This is podcast three of Encouragement for Your Journey. Hi, my name is Lisa Pate, and I am so glad that you've joined me today for another time in the presence of God. I am reading from 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, beginning at the eighth verse, and I'm coming from the New Living Translation. But before I do that, I literally want to tell you about the first seven verses in that chapter. We are discovering the journey, if you will, of Elijah the prophet. And here we find him first greeting a widow woman who had found herself and her sons owing money according to the debts that her husband had incurred. Elijah tells her how to go and ask of her neighbors jars and have her sons to ask jars from her neighbors. And he says, borrow many, not a few. And they were to fill the jar with the little bit of oil that they only had left in the house. Come to find out that they had borrowed so many jars, Elijah told her, fill the jars. And after you sell the oil, you can live on what is left. Amen. We're discovering how Elijah literally went from a widow, a poor widow, and gave her information, gave her uh, literally how to live on something that she thought was nothing. The Lord increased the oil in her house to where she and her sons were able to pay off their debts and live, live free. Amen. And then yet we find in verse 8, which is where we are today, that Elijah is walked up on a place called Shunem. He entered into a town called Shunem. And he actually finds, instead of a poor widow woman, he finds a wealthy married woman. Amen. So herein reads the word of God. And we're reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, One day Elijah went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. She said to her husband, I'm sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table and a chair and a lamp. Then he'll have a place to stay whenever he comes by. One day, Elijah returned to Shunem. And he went up to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant, Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. And when she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her we appreciate the kind concerns you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? Miss Shunem says, no, my family takes good care of me. Can you imagine? 
here she is standing in the doorway talking to Elijah and Elisha is talking to the servant asking him questions to ask her and when she responds she's responding back to Elijah and she's like we would do in this day and time she's like no I'm good I'm, I'm good everything's all right the next verse says later Elisha asked Gehazi what can we do for her and I want to ask you, look at the, can you see the heart of the prophet? The heart of the prophet realized that this woman was a generous woman and she had a heart for the people of God. And yet, instead of taking, he wanted to give something back. The next verse says, Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son and her husband is an old man. Call her back again, Elisha told him. When the woman returned, Elisha said to her as she stood in the doorway. Now, if that's not highlighted in your Bible, please highlight that. Because that says to me that she is right on the cusp of a miracle. Sometimes we stand right before at the entryway of where God is leading us to our next destination and we don't even realize it. Next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. Now look at the woman, look at Miss Shunem, look at her remarks. No, my Lord, she cried. Oh man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up. Now, if that's not highlighted in your Bible, can you highlight that right there? She said, oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Now, two things is happening right here. One that I've not seen when I have read this scripture before. And two the, is, is that she had, th this was something, this was something evidently that was so heavy on her that she wanted to have a son, that she dared dream to have a son, but she was afraid to hope for a son. She was afraid to hope for a son. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't want to be disappointed? So you didn't even get your hopes up about the situation. You didn't get your hopes up about the circumstance. You didn't get your hopes up about the dream that you wanted to have. You wanted to have this life. You wanted to have this job. You wanted to have this position. You wanted to date this certain guy. You wanted to date this certain woman. You wanted to make this kind of money. You wanted this certain car. You wanted to live in this place. You wanted to hold that baby in your arms. You want it. And yet, that want escaped you. And here it is, we see in scripture, where the woman literally cried out and said, wait a minute, don't say anymore. No, my Lord, no. Don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Now, it's got to make me think, did someone else did someone else come maybe before the prophet and say, you know, I wonder. Now, we don't see it in the narrative. We don't see it in the scripture. But 
because she says, don't deceive me, which means you want to, you, you got to think, you got to ponder in your mind. Did somebody say something to her and it not happened and she felt deceived? She got her hopes up only for them to be let down. Did somebody come to you and say, um, this is going to happen. I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to take this pain away. This is going to be all right. And all they were, they were, they were really speaking the young folks sake out of the side of their necks because they weren't able to fulfill. They weren't able to stay around to see that thing fulfilled in your life. They weren't able to make that thing come to pass. They weren't able to assist you like they thought. They may have even had good intentions, <laughs> but not so. And the woman here cried out and said, oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like this. The next scripture says, but sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And all that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elijah had said. Now, I want to just capitalize as we begin to wind down and end. Isn't it something at this day and time, we're beginning to lose hope and to give up on our hope, to even give up on the hope of salvation, even be giving, beginning to give up on the hope that God has given us because we're quarantined, because we're not able to move about like we used to. We're beginning to get hope, hope begin to find ourselves hopeless. I want to come to you and say to you, get your hopes up. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Get your hopes up. Our hope is in Christ Jesus, and he's still performing miracles. <laughs> Glory to God. He's still raising the dead. He's still healing sick bodies. Glory to God. He's still changing minds. He's still saving souls. He's still moving on the earth. Hallelujah. He's still providing for you. He's still making ways out of no ways. He's still working. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up and believe God because it's not over. It's not over. He's still working. He's still working in our lives. Amen. I want to encourage you today. Get your hopes up. If you've stopped praying, go back to praying. Go back to calling on the name of Jesus. Go back to calling out to the Lord because he will save. He will heal. He will deliver. He will cause that thing that you were once hoping for to come to pass. But you cannot give up. You cannot stop along the way and sit down and say, I'm not trying any longer. You have to move forward, precious one. You have to look at the, look at the name of Jesus Look at heaven and earth. The word, the word of the Lord says heaven and earth will pass. Amen. But his word and his name will go on forever. His word will go on forever. Amen. I pray that something was said that has blessed your life above and beyond everything else. Get your hopes up. 
get your hopes up because God is wanting to bless your life, but he needs you. Amen. He needs you to believe. You need to believe in God and that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. And if there's no power working in us, nothing's going to happen. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up so that God can meet you at the point of your need. He can meet you right there at the point of your need. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Touch this precious one who's listening to this broadcast. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them, that you would, Lord God, cause faith to rise on the inside of them. God, I pray that you will re remind them that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I pray, God, that you will remind them that you are still able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think according to the, to the power that's working on the inside of us. Father, I pray that you will remind the precious one on the other side of this podcast, this one that's listening, the listening audience, remind them, Lord God, of your faithfulness. Remind them, Lord God, of what you want to do, of what you plan to do, of what you need to do, what you promise to do in their life if they hold on and keep believing and get their hopes up. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. And if we have someone who's listening, you may have said, uh, Lisa, I've, I've, I, I, I backslid. I lost my hope and I've given up. And you want to come back to God. Maybe you said, I've, I've, I've never experienced this, but I, I, I really believe. I really believe there is a God. In me, and I want to be his child. I want to be saved. Well, pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to live and to die on this earth for my sins. And once he did die, he was raised on the third day. I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And I give my heart over to you. I accept you as Lord and Savior of my life. Come in. And be and take up residence within me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.